Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. As we begin our 100th year, 100 year celebration, our theme for this year is to make him known. Students, did you know that you're part of a university that has 24,000 alums in over 160 countries? Wow, has God blessed us. And right now we bring in students this year, new students again from Brazil, Mexico, Spain, Guatemala, Colombia, Italy, Australia, China, Japan, and Jamaica, just to name a few, and I didn't get them all. What an honor it is to be an international university. And we love being able to serve all of you. We've started with our theme to make him known this year already. The women's soccer team has been to Costa Rica to make him known. Our men's soccer team went to Florida to serve to make him known. And over the summer, our professors have been ministering in many countries, Dr. Cortez and Jordan and Senegal. This is not an exhaustive list. Dr. Castor in Turkey and Uganda, Dr. Smithers in Germany, Dr. Dave Berlin in Moldova, uh, ministering to Ukrainian orphan, orphan, orphans and refugees. Just last week, Dr. Chrisman and I were able to go serving in Guatemala. And I have future trips planned to Israel and hopefully to Asia, several countries with the provost. This year, I'm asking God to send our faculty and staff and students to over 200 mission trips from this university, locally and globally. We're well on our way with already 30-some that have stepped out and said, we will make him known. While reflecting on our history, Arthur Matthews wrote, on every letterhead and every catalog, the motto of Columbia International University is to know him and make him known. This emphasizes the original and abiding purposes of this school. This theme expresses the academic and spiritual purpose of our university. We exist to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. It's the integration of scriptures, the word of God into every discipline that makes our education distinct. The legendary Buck Hatch, and if you're around long, you'll hear that name, wrote in 1964, never forget Columbia Bible College is an institution that takes its stand in the stream of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ rather than the stream of the educational arm of the American Education Society. That's a good quote, by the way. Let me say it again. The legendary Buck Hatch said, never forget that Columbia Bible College is an institution that takes its stand in the stream of redemptive work of the Church of Jesus Christ rather than the stream of the educational arm of the American Education Society. This is who we are. Even though methods change throughout history, we are preparing professionals business leader, medical professionals, athletes, educators, to know him, but, but to make him known in our world. 
The passage that has been chosen for this morning is Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Now, 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe that all I have commanded you and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Oft times when we look at this passage, we want to jump immediately to the go. Go therefore and make disciples. But I'd like to back up to verse 17 this morning. Before we must go, or before we go, we must first understand this, the risen Lord is to be worshiped. When they saw him, they worshiped him. If we're going to make him known, it all begins with worship. It was the response of the disciples to the risen Lord. CIU graduate Philip Yancey said, worship offers a great challenge to live in the fear of God while walking in friendship with him. In the Old Testament, the primary word for worship means to bow down in reverence and submission. And in the New Testament, the most common word for worship means to come forward and kiss. God reveals himself and we respond. Picture with me the disciples when they see Jesus risen from the dead. Their first inclination was to worship, to bow before him to, in deep joy and reverence and to kiss the Lord and Savior that they thought was gone. This was not forced or contrived, nor did they think about it. It was a natural response of the heart to worship Jesus Christ first. Faculty and staff, we will never make known Jesus Christ if we don't first worship him. Missions begins with worship. The scripture says in Matthew 9, 37, that the harvest is plenteous, but the workers are few. If you look at that in depth, some translate that. The harvest is plentiful, but the worshipers are few. John Piper says, passion for God in worship precedes the offer of God in preaching. You can't commend what you do not cherish. Missionaries and those who go will never be able to say, let the nations be glad until they first rejoice in the, rejoice in the worshiping of their Lord. Before we make him known, we begin with worship. Students, are you worshiping God this morning? Worship is what compelled the 11 disciples to go. Worship is what calls Paul to, to take on lashes and beatings and shipwrecks. Worship is what made him say, I consider everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ. Worship is what caused Emily Dick and the praying ladies, which this morning we have Miss Kate here, one of our praying ladies. A group gets together every month and prays. Worship is what caused them to pray for this institution and help start this institution. Worship is what moved our first graduates in 1925, Joy Ritterhoff, who was 
who went to the field and stayed six years and then was unable because of her health to stay. But she came back and wrote her testimony. And worship is what caused her to help it be produced in over 4,600 languages and dialects. Worship is why Walter Erickson and Eric Tripp, two CIU missionaries, gave their lives as martyrs in 1952. Worship is what compelled Terry, our 2020 graduate, to go as a nurse to West Africa and invest her life in making him known. And now in just three years, she's led over 300 people to Jesus Christ. Worship. <laughs> Worship is what calls two of our prison friends, our prison inmates, Charles and Adams, graduates of our CIU prison initiative program, agreed to transfer to one of the toughest prisons in Alabama. And now they have led 10,000 prison inmates to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Worship is what caused Ken Kijiyama to leave CIU and, lead, and now lead the organization Crossover that is planting thousands of churches around the world. Worship is what caused this. Students, there's hundreds of ways and opportunities to make him known, but we first must know him. We first must love him, and we first must worship him. Let me ask you this morning, does your heart burn for him? Do you hunger and thirst for Jesus Christ? You have come to Columbia International University, and it is distinct what we do here. We are not just giving you a great education, which you will get, but we want you to know our Savior. We want you to understand how he loves you. We want to, you to understand how our faculty and staff love you because they worship the risen Savior. Savior. It is easy for our faculty and staff to understand that we will lay down our lives and offer our bodies as a living sacrifice because we have learned to worship. It is my desire as president that every one of you here understand this challenge to worship. But secondly, I would say to you, the reason we can make him known is because the risen Lord has given all authority. Not only do we worship the risen Lord, but we have authority. The scripture says in verse 18 of this passage, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. When Jesus rose from the dead, he defeated every foe. Aren't you glad for that this morning? He defeated every foe. And Jesus is alive and has authority. Listen to a few things he has authority over. Authority over death, 1 Corinthians 15. Authority over the devil, Mark 1, 27. I like that one right there. All of us should cheer. Let's cheer today. Jesus has authority over the devil. Authority over disease. I rebuke cancer this morning. Authority over disease. Authority over sin, Matthew 9, 6. Thank God for that. Authority to reconcile us to God. First, uh, Colossians 1, 19. Authority to give eternal life, John 17, 2. Authority over the church, Ephesians 1, 22 and 3. 
authority over every person. Therefore, God has exalted him to the highest place and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, amen and amen. In summary, Abraham Kuyper in 1880 famously said, there's not a square inch in the whole domain of human existence over which Christ isn't Lord. He is Lord of all. Students, can we catch a glimpse this morning that as we worship, God gives us authority to go into the world as his servants. My heart breaks that so many are coming to us today in bondage to sin and addiction and all the trappings of the world. But I declare to you this morning that Jesus has authority over you and Jesus can break the bondage of sin on your heart and the bondage of addiction in your life and Jesus can make you a new creation. Can you hear the sweet voice of Jesus? Softly calling. Will you follow him? Will you choose him? My dream for this year is I pray for you is that this year will be different than any other year in my lifetime. And that you will understand how to worship him and that you will understand you have authority in Jesus Christ. Back of the staff, it's in his authority then that we go forward to make him known. Jesus stood before his disciples, issued a call to them, Go. Go, therefore, and make disciples. CIU's first graduation was in May of 1925. Three graduates, Joey Ritteroff from California was one of them. There were no dormitories, so she lived with the president, President McQuilkin and his wife. It was there that God began to work on her. In 1930, she went to missionary, be a missionary in Honduras. And for six years, she served there. After struggling through flu, malaria, smallpox, her poor health brought her back to the States. She was so crushed. In 1936, she said, I returned from Honduras, ill in body, disqualified to ever go back to missionary service. I had no financial support. It was a dark picture. But God's word spoke to me and said, rejoice, rejoice. Lord, I will, she said. Ian Downs wrote that the disappointment allowed God to birth a new idea in her heart, longing to encourage her brothers and sisters in Honduras. She recorded gospel messages and songs to them. In Los Angeles in 1941, gospel recordings began telling and retelling the sweet story of her salvation. Joy's recordings would go on to be made known, as I said earlier, in 4,600 languages and dialects. God took her brokenness and turned it into a blessing. Students, his calling is clear. What are you going to do with your life? Will you live a self-centered life, not giving yourself away? Or will you go? What passions and gifts and abilities has God given you? What creative ideas has God put into your heart? Where is he leading you? 
to make him known. This is the year to make him known. Maybe some of you will be like Joey Ritteroff. Or some of you might be like our Grammy Award winner, Laura Story, who's going to come and be a part of our missions conference. She wrote Blessings and is now out singing around the world. Laura has been used tremendously of God. I've been with her several times, and every time her blessings overflow into my life. Maybe you'll be used to reach our soldiers in the military, like alumnus Larry Dayback, to hold them in his arms and minister to them as they died in his arms with the last drops of blood oozing out. That's what CIU alums do as chaplains. Could you be the next prolific writer like Philip Yancey, who's written over 50, uh, who has sold over 15 million books, has written 25 books, wrestling with spiritual issues? Could you be like Sam Gatto, here from Ben Lippin, who went to Ben Lippin, played football for the Green Bay Packers, and now is working in medical clinics as he goes around Africa? Maybe God is leading you into a business like graduate Beach Loveland, who owns Loveland Coffee here in town and uses that as his way to reach a world. God is asking you, how will you make him known? I come to a close. You don't have to figure it all out. I was 18 and went to a college just like this. I was planning to be a veterinarian. I had the grades had everything it took to get into Virginia Tech. I'd completed all the farming requirements, the state farmer degree, and that was my life's goal when God began to speak to me and say, oh, I have so much more for you. But from the eighth grade, I'd wanted to be a veterinarian. All I could think of was the beautiful brick ranch and the several hundred acre farm and working with animals, which I love. Just let me do that. And God said, I want you to do something else. And so at the age of 19, I totally gave God everything and surrendered to him. Wow, what a journey it's been. Since that time, I've been able to complete all the same degree requirements, get a doctorate, do a little work after that. I've been able to serve the church, Debbie and I, for the last 30 years and we have loved every minute of it, from pastoring and growing churches to working in education circles. We've, we've enjoyed worshiping the Lord our God by serving him. I ask God for this time with you to allow me to go on a trip, as I've done several trips around the world, but I wanted a fresh touch as we came into this year to make him known. So it worked out. I was invited by the president of Guatemala to come to Guatemala and speak at their national prayer breakfast. One of the highest honors that I've ever received that CIU has received. We were there, I was able to address Congress, the Supreme Court justices, the judiciary, the president and his cabinet business leaders and education leaders, as thousands came together. And then it was televised in seven countries with an estimated seven million people watching on television. 
I never dreamed I'd have that opportunity, but I went saying, God, use me. One thing that happened that was really neat while I was there is uh, the president gave his speech and then I was able to give my speech and a congressman from the United States, Tracy Mann from Kansas, gave his speech and then Kevin from the Heritage Foundation, we all prayed and gave our speeches. When I was done, I went up to him and I said, Mr. President, I want to thank you for this honor. And I want to give you something from South Carolina. So I took off my cufflinks that I had, which had South Carolina emblems on them. And I said to him, here, from South Carolina, I want to give you these. And he looked at me and he said, I've never had anything like that happen. Well, the congressman looked at me and he said, man, I love the tie you have on. So this blue tie that I loved, I said, well, fine, Congressman, first time wearing it, here's my tie. And if you get to know me, you'll know I like to give things away. So I, uh, I got all that done, and the president comes over to me, and he says, Dr. Smith, you have stolen the heart of Guatemala. We love you. And my speech, the Lord had really helped me in my speech. And so I... Uh, he said, I want to do something for you. And so he walks over and he said, I've never done this in my three years as president. No ambassador, no minister, no one has ever had presidential cufflinks, which I'm wearing this morning from Guatemala. The president gave me his cufflink. And he gave me his tie class. So I'm a powerful person this morning right here under the power of the Guatemalan government. They have two helicopters to defend themselves, so I, I guess we don't have too much power there, right? But it was so great, and the, the binding of spirits as Dr. Christman and I went out to the villages where most homes were in cardboard boxes and, and, and made out of three pieces of tin over the top or, or made out of wood pallets. The poverty we saw, the farm workers, as we began to look at the villages and begin to go down to the markets and, uh, and, and just understand the poverty of the people, but to also understand they're the most happy people in the world and to understand that they, 60% of them now, because missionaries, and this was told by the ambassador, because missionaries went to Guatemala in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, now 60% of the country is Christian because someone went. And this picture here, the only country of 196 countries in the world, their president and Congress declared that Guatemala is 100% for life. 100% for life. Every leader we met was an evangelical Christian. And they wept and begged us, CIU, get involved, come back, help our people, lift our people. I left there and I would go to my room and I would weep sensing the need for us to go, to go and serve. Now, I did have one humorous incident occur. I was on the plane coming back, and I saw Dr. Chrisman. 
And uh, Dr. Christman, just so you know, he doesn't know the slides in there, but Dr. Christman was doing this. He was brushing up on his ABCs, getting ready for this fall. I told him, I said, Dr. Christman, I thought you learned those a long time ago. You're the dean of business. But uh, anyway, I had a little fun with you there, Dr. Christman, okay? We had a good time. But what I left there is understanding even more again, as I come to you as students today, as faculty and staff, our job's to make him known. Our job's to worship until he burns within our heart. And we cannot forget to make him known. In Guatemala today, there are 555 Christian schools because someone was able to go. While I'm not an expert like Dr. Smither in intercultural studies or some of our faculty, I've traveled enough around the world to understand this. People need Jesus. The Guatemalan leaders also begged us to assist them. The students, here's something for you to understand about missions that sometimes we forget. Guatemala is the only country left in Central America that is democratically elected. The Russian troops have moved into the two countries next to them and established training bases. Mexico is not always open to evangelical Christianity. They are the ones left, and they begged us, whatever you do, please help your people understand that people as Christians serve best when there's a free country. Students, when there's a free country, The gospel can go forth more easily. Don't forget that, they ask us to say. We take Jesus to the peoples of the world. That's our call. We must take Jesus so they experience freedom. And in this 100th anniversary, as we strive to know him, may most of all, say it with me, we make him known. We most of all, Make him known. God bless you. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.